Welcome to another episode of Eat Chit and Dice, a fortnightly podcast about board games and sometimes food. Uh, I'm Jondi, and with me as, as always is... Jared. Yeah, you sound really excited. Is there a doctor in the house? Doctor who? <laughs> That's really <laughs> stupid. So what are we talking about this week? What do you think? Uh, we are talking about the 1987 Doctor Who role-playing game. Yes. I don't know if that's the year that it came out, but uh, no, we're not actually talking about that. We're talking about um, like medical... Medical games. Mostly Doctor games. Yeah. Almost all Doctor games, actually, except for one. But they're, they're med- medically themed games. So I think we should just jump right in, Jared. That sounds great. So we started out with... Pandemic Rapid Response, which is a new release, is it not, Jared? Uh, it is, yes. Um, and for the three people that didn't want me to leave that little plot point uh, dangling, uh, 1985. <laughs> Alrighty, that was that was good, close guess. Yeah. So, Pandemic Rapid Response is a real time dice game. Sort of. It's know. real time, but you still have turns. It's still turn based. Right, it's turn based, but it's real time because as soon as you flip over, so okay, start at the beginning. There in are the beginning locations all around the outside of the board, and there are um, different types of supplies that you're trying to collect to take to certain locations that are indicated by a card. It was a card, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. So yes. there's an airplane. The, the cities. The cities line the board. Yes, that's yeah. that that part that you said is correct. Those supply cards are placed on the cities depending on what the city is. Right. So, like Bangkok, you might have to go there and be like, "All right, we got to drop off." And that'll indicate, yeah, two where food, we need a water, to go. and a medicine. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, it indicates where we need to go and what we need to drop there. And then there are like I don't know, almost worker placement ish places in the center of the board that you have to go to to try to collect the supplies that you need. That's where the dice, the luck, comes in. You have to roll, like, dice in groups. Mm -hmm. So you can place one die to get something, but then, like, the next section you might have to be able to place three at one time or just two at a time. So you have to get um, the right symbols rolled on the dice in order to collect these uh, these components or these supplies that you need, and some of them are pretty difficult. Yeah, so... Internally, what's going on is you're inside of this rescue aircraft. Uh, and yes, there's different little workstations, like Johnny was saying, that require dice. They're not combinations, you're matching. So the, the medical supplies, like the bandages, um, which is indicated by a, a band aid, um, when you roll the dice, you're trying to match these symbols. And you lock in your dice depending on what you're trying to go for. So, like, the bandages specifically, you can lock one die, nothing happens. The second die, nothing happens. The third die, you get one bandage cube. The fourth, you get two bandage cubes. And then the fifth is three bandage cubes. And those ones you can all place as single die in that area? Yes, and that one specifically. The water, however, you have to place two Together, Together. in a group. So you have to have rolled two of the water droplets. And then that gets you nothing. Right. But they have to be there before you can go to the next group. Then there's a group of one that gets you two water cubes. Yes. And then there's a group of two that gets you three. So you you have to place them in two, one, two. Yes. Um, the, the medicine, is, 
Same concept, except that it's one, then three, then one. The food is one, then two, then two. And the electricity is three, one, Oh, yeah, the electricity one. was the hardest. That one is... It was really hard. It, it's difficult because you have to be able to lock in... Three at a time. Yes. The, whatever um, the recommended, or recommended, required amount of dice is you have to be able to lock them in at the yeah. same time like one of the player abilities gives There's you like a wild one. yeah one of the player abilities gives you like a wild or whatever and that was extremely helpful yes one of the one played. of the characters you can assign if you roll the airplane die which normally is used for Movement. moving yeah and also supply drop you can assign it as if it were anything else yeah which is and very useful so but here's the catch is that there's like i, I we did it's a two minute it's timer. roughly two minutes yeah and when you flip that over, that, you know, my turn, Jared's turn, my turn, Jared's turn, however quickly we can roll those die um, in that two minutes. So our turns take place in that two minutes. And that happens in a few rounds, but bad things happen at the end of the two minutes. Yeah. When, as soon as the timer runs out, everything stops. All action stops. Everything stops. Mid-turn. You can't do anything. You can't strategize. You can't, I mean... It depends on how far you want to take it's this. It's hard not to, but, but you're supposed to like not, not strategize. You're not supposed to talk about the game yeah. at all. All you're supposed to do is flip over the next city card, put it where it goes, remove one time token from the board, and if you're playing with the optional crisis cards, add one of those to the mix and see how badly it screws you over, then flip over the timer again, and then freak out and yep. start again. Yep. Um, the time tokens, which we hadn't mentioned mentioned yet, kind of are important. Yes. Because if you run out of those, game over. Game over. There's two ways to lose this. It is a pandemic game. Yes. While it is not a pandemic game at the same time, but there's two ways to lose and only one way to win. Two ways to lose. You run out of time tokens, or you run out of space to put your trash, basically. Because every time you're doing one of those actions that gets you components. For, you're generating. You're generating waste. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to make electricity, it makes waste. Uh, don't ask me how that happens, but it happens. You want to make food, it makes waste. You can kind of mitigate that by going to the recycling center and putting dice that are different. One they of all each, have to be different. One of each face. And you can reduce yeah. it by whatever the amount what, yeah. is on the board. So that's pretty much the game. Um, I generally hate real-time games. But I love dice games. And I hate Pandemic. That's not no. true. Yeah, that is so not true. <laughs> I generally, I wouldn't say, there are some real-time games. I like real-time games, as we've talked about many times. Um, they give stress me, you out. They stress me out a lot. Yeah. This one, um, it's fast-paced, but it's not so fast-paced that it stressed me out too much. And I think the fact that I really like dice games mitigated my dislike for real-time games. Well, I think that it was, it also helped that it was cooperative. Yes. So we could talk about like, okay, John, what do we want to do? Hurry up. That okay, helped you a rolled lot. those dice. Okay. I think you should do this. What do you want to do? Okay, we're doing that. Okay, great. Okay, now it's my turn and we're rolling. Okay, we're going there. We're going there. Okay, on your turn, if you do this, then it'll be yeah. okay. Time. Everybody stop. Yeah, that helped a lot because in a, that is a the real pace time of the game, game as well, guys. It really is. That is one hundred percent the pace. Um, in a real time game that everybody's competing, those especially stress me out because I'm like trying to deal with this thing. Yeah, and... a Galaxy Trucker is is our most famous example. Uh, yeah, when you couldn't handle the stress so you just dumped well, it back in the box paramedics clear i was out after a round and a half yeah, that's I, true i didn't dump my board but i just said nope i'm done yep. and i stood up and walked away and yep. went to another part of the room that would have been uh, an episode in consideration for 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 this episode, a game, a game for this we yes. did consider that game for um, this episode but john d vetoed it because she was like uh, not two real-time games yeah i mean as it is we're gonna have to do a bunch all for one episode are, at some point are. so uh, that'll either be in our real-time game episode or it will be in a app 
dependent game yes. episode. Yeah. So um, Healthy Heart Hospital. Uh, oh, Jared, we're, just, we're just done? We're just no, done with I Pandemic? Meant, I'm sorry. I meant Pandemic uh, Rapid Response. Jared, <laughs> uh, you really liked this one, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I pre-ordered it. Um, it's only available at Target, mm-hmm. at least in, in America. Uh, I have no idea what the situation is elsewhere. Um, so if you're in Canada, I don't know how you get this game. No right. idea because right. they don't have targets anymore. Uh, I, I assume there's some other way you can get them if you're in Europe, some other through main distribution. Uh, I don't know. Um, but yeah, in, in the United States, it is only available through Target for some, some marketing reason. I'm not sure w- what happened there. I don't know. A lot of companies are starting to do that. Target they are. Exclusive they thing. are. Um, but yeah, I pre-ordered it. It came in. Uh, it's gotten <laughs> it's gotten quite a bit of play already. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we played without the crisis cards, yep. and we played once with the crisis cards. I think that the crisis cards make it a better game. And then Kat and I have played it like three or four times without you. So there before you go. then. Yeah, yeah. I liked it okay. I mean, it's it's still a real time game, so it's not going to be like the top of my list of games that I always want to play. But it is one that. Uh, Especially for Pandemic, because it's not mm-hmm. my favorite game in the world. I would actually play this one over Pandemic. It plays really well at two players. It does, yeah. While regular Pandemic kind of doesn't. I mean, it does. you can play it at two players, but... Yeah, two player... It's rough. It's fine, but... It's just rough. This this is better yeah. at two. I, I honestly would play this one a lot more than I would uh, a Pandemic. So, take that as it is. Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. Well, if you want to get a copy of that, I'm not going to put a link anywhere because people will accuse me of getting Target gift card affiliate links or something, but you just go to Target. Just go to Target and buy it. Yep. Okay, Johnny, now you can talk about Healthy Heart Hospital. Hospital. All right, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with shaming me or attempting to shame me? Because I do not feel shame. Well, so (sighs) Healthy Heart Hospital, apparently there are um, different versions now i think there's only one version now but the version that jared has was the first edition oh yeah like first printing um okay let's to be fair victory point games does this with all of their games this isn't i didn't open the box and say what the heck is this i knew what i was doing can i say what it is oh yes no i'm I'm pretensing this Uh uh-huh i in no way felt ripped off so Jondi it's a paperboard. The board is made out of it's paper. card stock. Okay, it's card. It's really thin. It's card perfectly stock. fine weight card stock. It is. It's not a mounted not a board. board. It is not a board. It's perfectly serviceable. It's getting a little bit and of rough around the it's edges. It's a dice, I keep or it's a game it. where you have to draw things, blind draw things, and they can't even give you a bag, even a cheap crappy bag to draw things out of. So, those are. Che- I mean. I think these were some of the worst. It looked like a prototype on the table. Like, seriously, if somebody hadn't had not told me it was a published game, I would have thought that that was a prototype that we were playing. Now, if you buy a copy of this game now, it it's a quote-unquote deluxe version. It comes in a proper box. It comes with a proper mounted board. You know, what's hilarious about that is... Um, I don't know what the SRP is on the new version. But you can get it for $35. You can, from Amazon. But you paid $60 for your crappy component version. Um, yeah, I don't... I don't. Uh, I feel no regret about that. It's a great game. It's a good game, it's but an I... It's an amazing game. It's not a $60 experience. Mm, I, uh, hmm. Especially not with 
horrible components. I think you're putting too much emphasis. This is this is the problem, Johnny. This is why nobody liked the Wii U. What does this have to do with the They Wii didn't U? understand. They didn't understand the value. I understand that you, it's still a game. You don't a have game. a Wii U. You and Jeremy have no. just we don't a buy Switch. A wall, yeah. um, and now you get to pre-buy all the games again for more money. No, because we didn't ever own the games to begin with. Hmm. But so... I understand that there's, it's still a game and I've, you know, I've, but to pay that much money for, I mean, what, what were they, they didn't need, there's no way they paid very much for the production of that game to begin with. And then they were charging 60 bucks. It's ridiculous. Right. Victory Point Games doesn't have like a factory. Nobody has a factory. Well, no, no. I mean, they don't have, like, they don't, they don't produce 10,000 units of a game. A lot when of they produce this, don't. they produce this like on demand. Well, like when it's you order this, a piece of crap. Now, not now, but in 2015 when I ordered it, they clicked a button, it went to a laser, and went pew 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 pew. Shot out all the pieces, and then it was mailed to me. Like three people work at this company. I don't know the exact number of people, but it's it's not some big fancy company that outsources everything to China and then it takes months for it to get there. Well, I do not think that it is this worth is a supply $60. and demand issue, John D. This don't is basic economics. Sixty dollars. I like well, the good game, news. You can I, but get, I would never pay that much. You can for get it. a mass produced version for thirty five dollars on Amazon. Which is hilarious. But it won't be the same it will not be the same game that I have. Well that's a good thing. <laughs> okay, you want now that we've now that we've done this thing that I, I said that I wouldn't have to edit 15 minutes of you ranting about the quality, let's talk about the actual game. Yeah, okay. So that I don't have to edit 15 minutes of you just complaining. So I think it's a good game. The problem that I see with the game. How does the game work, Jundi? What is the game? Um, so you're working in a hospital that is kind of crappy and you're trying to make the hospital better. Mm-hmm. So you're playing as various doctors. You have cards that are your roll cards. And there are every round, there are going to be patients that come into the emergency room. And there are also like rooms in the hospital. There's like a cardiology room and a psychiatric ward, um, a trauma, like yep. a trauma center. Yep. I yep. can't remember what the okay. other one is. Internal medicine. Yeah. Um, so you have to move patients. You have to try to move patients um, from the emergency room into the hospital and they are numbered one, two, three, and four, four being the sickest and they, they're getting ready to die. One being, um, almost well. And you're just trying to mitigate. Um, if you, if too many patients die, then it's game over. Yes. Uh, it, when you heal patients, you get money and prestige. And of course you get money cause you healed the patient. It's time to build them right. Yeah. Thematically. So, this is a really, really hard game when you play it on just it's regular. Just play the games by the rules. It is really, really hard. Yes, it is a very difficult game. I feel like and, and I get a lot of cooperative games are difficult to win. But this one I felt like was a lot more difficult than most of the cooperative games I've played to the point where if you're playing not on that tutorial mode on your first or second game, you don't really get a chance to experience everything that's available in the game. Yeah, because... Because uh, you die in, like, turn, the second turn. Turn two, you've, you're out of money, you're out of prestige, and you don't have anywhere to put the bodies because someone died, and you're you're so broke that you can't do anything about it. Yes. Yeah, that, that does happen. So that is my problem with the game. On the, on the flip side, 
there is a lot to this game. And if you're able to get it going and, and mitigate things at the beginning, then it's a really good game. So it's an engine building game. Yes. The, at the first, the first phase of that is you have these ambulance cards. You flip over two of them. You bring people from, from the ambulances. They come into your triage area, into your waiting room. And to do this, you're drawing it. The cards will tell you how many cubes to draw. Yes. And it's from four to seven cubes. So you blind draw that many cubes. You place them in your waiting room. Each row represents a patient, not each cube represents a patient. Yeah. So, so if you like draw three, five cubes, then, and then a three patient of them the same are, color. Yeah. So like three yellows would be one patient that's at a number three. Yes. Uh, if you draw five reds, then that patient the dies. Just dies. Um, so obviously you don't want to leave these patients that are very sick and dying in the waiting room. So mm -hmm. you admit them to the hospital, you move them into the wards, you can treat them in the wards also by blind drawing from, we were using a, a, a gloom, gloom coffee a mug. Gloom coffee mug. It was quite fitting. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Long story short. So the way cubes that, come in, yeah. cubes get healed, cubes. And the way you're and healing the them is like, if you're trying to heal a cardiology patient, they're red. So you draw six cubes out of the coffee mug in this case. Which can, it can be more if you've got a doctor. That's, if you have a doctor that gives you extra cubes or whatever. But you draw the six cubes out and you're trying to draw red cubes. If you draw a black cube. They get worse. Then the patient's getting worse. So, Unless they don't. So like if you draw a red cube and a black cube, then they mitigate each other. The patient basically got better and they got worse. So you're trying to draw red cubes and not black cubes. And so there's a lot, a lot of luck in this game. Because if you, even if you're not getting a lot of really sick patients, if you get bad draws, oh, yeah. then, you know, it's game over. Especially in the very beginning. If you get a lot of bad draws at the beginning of the yeah. game, then it's really going to mess your, you can't get the engine built. You can't get it, you know, started. Yeah, it can be really rough. You can get really unlucky at the very beginning. Which I feel like we did the first time I played the game. Yeah. Oh, and it yeah. was late at night, so I was tired yep. and I was just really mad that it was so difficult. I was like, you know, I feel, I, I honestly, the comment that I made was I felt like I didn't really get to experience anything about the game. You know, if some patients came out, we moved some cubes and then it was game over. <laughs> yeah. So all the other things that can really enrich this game, like the administrative tokens that let you. Well, any of the expansion wings too. The what? The, like the clinic, the oh, yeah, operating yeah. rooms. But we didn't get to do any no, of that. No. So like you can expand the hospital. You can hire people that help you. You can uh, do research and make and do like help your your doctors be better. But if you can't get that engine going at the beginning, yep. you don't ever get to experience any of those other things that really do make this game shine. Yeah. And just like in a real hospital, uh, if somebody dies in the emergency room uh, or uh, anywhere, you got to pay for it. And if you don't have the money to pay for it, they shut you down. If you run out of places to hide the bodies, to hide. Well, you're not you hiding down. the body. You're well, putting them in the you're putting, morgue. It, there's a if cemetery. If you run out of places in the cemetery or the morgue or whatever, yeah. then you know whatever. But so, yeah, I liked the game, and I've basically said what my problems were. Uh, I, we played the second time that we played it through. We played it on the tutorial setting so that it would be easier. Yeah, so Johnny could get more of a feel for it. Yes. Um, I've played this game, I think probably the very first time I probably did play it on the tutorial mode. But So what the nice thing is about it is it doesn't matter how many, or maybe some people think this isn't a nice thing. It doesn't matter how many players you have. You're always going to have the same number of actions and doctors. So it works really well as a solo game. 
it works just as well as a two-player game. I I don't know that I would say, like, yes, technically you can play this with five players. Don't. Really slow it down. Don't. Because two, there, there one or two be, is really the good right, place There can for be this. a lot of AP in this game anyway. For those of you that don't know what it is, that's... Um, um, Analysis paralysis. Thank you. My brain just completely... Your brain was having AP. It was having AP. <coughs> so this, there is a lot of potential. for Even though you get only get two actions, there's there's you know, a lot of different patients you can choose to treat or move. And so, you know, unless you have a quarterback or player that's going to tell you what to do, which Jared can be, but he tries really hard not to be. So there can be some analysis paralysis. So five people could really slow the game down, I think. The ambulance cards are numbered four through seven. And I think it's kind of top heavy. There are more six and seven cards than there are four and fives. And I really, really honestly think it should be the other way around. Well... Um, I will say this. I know that they are working on an expansion and maybe that'll be a fix. Have I feel like that can... was, that was a development issue. I, I honestly think it should be flipped there because that's what makes the game almost impossible to win is the fact that you've got more sevens coming out than you do fours. Right. Right. And, and yeah, it does. It is rough if you've got people in your waiting room and, if you draw a black cube, you have to draw two more yeah, you have to extra cubes. Them. So I think that the actual real strategy here is just do your best to never have anyone in the waiting room. And that's not possible. No, it is not. We did it but, once. Yeah, we did. We actually, we had we a... We did do it once. We had like three patients in the hospital. We did. No one in the waiting room, but some people in, in the clinic. We built the clinic. We and built the clinic. automatically get better every turn. Yeah, the clinic's um, awesome. Build this. Build the clinic. Yeah, build the clinic. <laughs> Build the clinic and build the, the research lab. So it is possible uh, to, you know, kind of optimize. But you're always going to be, because of the random draw, you're always going to be kind of just beholden to random. No, you gotta, you got to take it the other way. See how this one? Johnny's messing with her pop filter. There you go. That'll fall off immediately. <laughs> That's, it's like loose. It's, it is loose. Yeah, I can see it loose. Yeah, there's not... <laughs> There we go. Great. Perfect. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, Healthy Heart Hospital. I I liked this game enough to have pre-ordered like it, it and bought I, the I, from the first print run. I do like the game. Uh, I've said what my problems with it were. I, I would honestly 100% play it again. I had fun playing it once I saw how the engine works. That first time that we played it, I didn't ever see how... We never got our engine started. Yeah. And I will say this also... Uh, when and if this expansion does, there is a, a non-official expansion. There is one on and BGG, then, but I think some of the stuff from that is going to be rolled into the official expansion. Mm -hmm. But anyway, yeah, whenever that pops up, yeah, I'll probably rebuy the base game so that the components match. Yeah, probably. Um, it looks like about a month ago someone said. Uh, they asked if the expansion ever got an official release and the designer of the game said that right now it's just a print and play. So may or may not ever, it happen. may or may not ever appear. Uh, having said that, if you do play this game and you love it, that expansion does exist. It's on board game geek. 
just go to the Healthy Heart Hospital page and. Well, and the great thing is, if you have the original printing, it won't matter. Your components will be the same. The cards are fine, John D. The the cards are fine. Yeah, I, I will agree. The cards are fine. There's nothing wrong with the cards. The only problem is the board. Your yeah, biggest complaint board. is that the board is cardstock and not yep. mounted. Yep. If I mounted and it no myself bag. and no bag. Like, they need to give you a crappy bag for drawing out of it. To be fair, there's lots of games that require you to draw things randomly and do not come with a bag. And I don't know why. I think more come with them than don't anymore. This this one I understand. I understand this because this, paid 60 this essentially was a print-on-demand product. Yeah. If you go to Game Crafter and you print out your own game, it's going to be just as expensive. Right. Anyway, I've complained enough about the components. I so. agree. I think that you've complained more <laughs> more than enough yep. about the components. Okay. So, um, have anything else to say about Healthy Heart Hospital? Nope. Cool, cool. Okay, so this next one, uh, there's a little bit of an elephant in the room that we need to deal with before we can really talk Just about it. Just a disclosure. We're going to be talking about Bad Doctor from Mayday Games. I uh, was an employee of Mayday Games until the beginning of July, and I did have some... Uh, I was somewhat instrumental in a little bit of the development of the game and the rule book and the marketing of the game. I did so, some play testing and uh, helped, helped out us, with some promo cards. Yeah, he helped us come up with the concept for uh, some promos, the Gen Con official promos. So having so we, said that. Having said that, we just wanted to to disclose the fact that uh, we had something to do with some of this, but it's a good game and we enjoy it. I will not tell you to buy it. I will tell you, you can listen to our opinion, try it yourself, see what you think. I Which really honestly like you should Doctor. do anyway. Yeah. I really like Bad Doctor. The It is a tile laying game in which you are playing doctors in a overcrowded, understaffed hospital. You're trying to treat and cure patients, but you're not real good at it. So generally when you treat a patient, you're going to make them sicker. So what you're trying to do is mitigate that and make and turf the sickest patients off onto the other doctors. Because if a patient dies on another doctor's shift and you tried to save them, it is not your fault. Is this your memorized spiel? Kind of, yeah. So if a patient, if you manage to cure a patient on your turn, you get all the glory and the other doctors, it doesn't matter if they visited that patient because they didn't cure them, so they don't get any points. So my elevator pitch to this, to, to explain this to people was... All right, you work at a hospital, you're a doctor, you're not really good at your job, but you have to be just slightly better than everybody else because you want the patients to die, but you don't want them to die on your you, watch. But you don't really want them to die. Well, John, do you kind of do. You get, well, I mean, so <laughs> none of the patients in the game are like real. They're all funny illnesses, which, yeah. so, and that brings me like to the plumber's art. crack. The plum, oh, that's one of my favorite ones. So the artist for the game um, is a syndicated cartoonist his name's bill holbrook and he did a fantastic job of putting these tiles together so that as they're going together on your table they kind of look like a comic strip and plumber's crack is one of my favorites because it's got you know, his plumber he's been over he's got the plumber's crack and then in the background is a picture of the grand canyon and that just i just thought that the little tiny background things in the art for this game is really fun. So when you're playing the game, you know, you really want to pay attention to what's going on in the art. Cause there's some really funny stuff and plumber's cracks. One of my favorite, but the patients are like plumber's crack and fractured syntax. Con crud. Yeah. That's one of them. That was from the Gen Con uh, promo set, uh, two left feet. There's one, uh, that says, we're sorry. Uh, your insurance ended at death and it's like a ghost that's trying to be treated. So it's not, not serious no. things. It's it's no. all goofy. And 
It's and it's yeah, just you a tiling. do want them to die. Yeah, obviously. so it's just a tiling game. On your turn, you you try to treat uh, patients. Uh, you get two actions. There's always four patients on the board, and unless there's unless there's a, more, occasionally there there can in one instance there can be five. So you can only visit, unless you're using special actions, you can only visit two patients on a turn. And so the ones that you don't visit are going to get sicker. Um, but then when you treat the patients, a lot of times you're going to add more maladies to them. So You're still making them worse. You're still no making them what. worse. So uh, it's a, I really like it. You're just matching symbols. And there's little doctor markers that show if you like who was the one that matched those symbols together. So the game plays, even with four people, it's like 40 minutes or less. And I really enjoy it. Even having demoed it a gazillion times, I still enjoy sitting down and playing it. And I think that says a lot about the game. Yeah. And that's really all we can say about the game. Because yeah. as mentioned before, uh, we, we can't. So there were obviously there's lots of other doctor games and medical games. There's, there's tons of them. Um, the problem was that the other game that was on the list that could have been in place of this was Paramedics Clear, which John D. immediately said, no, I don't want to play more real-time games. Mm -hmm. And there was also another game from a Korean company that we ended up not playing just because... We were having trouble getting through the rulebook and we were tired. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's like the third batter third batter up. Yeah. So don't... So we, yeah, we didn't just jump out there and say, hey, let's talk about this game that John D. had something to do with. Yeah. Um, I was not a designer or anything. I just I mostly just did the marketing and and uh, played through the prototype several times to make sure everything worked. But uh, still, I worked for the company. So that's pretty much all we can say. It's it's a cool game. Check it out um, if you want or don't. I'm not your mom. Great. Great, John D. But Unless moving Katie's on. listening. Well, it's true. So moving on, we also played a game called Medical Frontier. Yeah, and okay. Uh, f first thing, first thing is first about this. Um, if you want to buy a copy of Medical Frontier, it's called Park Pocket Pharma now. Uh, it's not called Medical Frontier anymore. <laughs> they, I don't know exactly what happened. Another company publishes it now. But Didn't we're gonna you talk say about, Pocket Pharma is different, though? Pocket Pharma is different, but it's it's the same game. It's like the difference between Camel Up and Camel Up version 2. Oh, okay. Like, suddenly now there's... It's, there's a whole bunch of new mechanics and I don't know what's going on. And there's a camel that right. goes backwards for some reason. <laughs> yes. Um, but anyway, medical frontier is what we're going to be talking about. Yes. I don't know anything about the new version of the game other than it, 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 it exists. exists. Yeah. So the first thing we noticed when we started playing, and this was just a fun thing. We're like going through the rule book and there's a bear symbol on it. And yeah. we're like, um, is that the real bear symbol? And it was, they, yeah. And there's like a link to medical uh, medical ethics for, on Bayer's website in the rulebook. So mm -hmm. thinking maybe Bayer had something to do with this in some way, shape, or form because their logo's all over everything. Yeah, it's uh, it's weird. It I don't a, know if they got money. I don't know. It was a WTF for us. We were just like, okay. So that was just something fun starting out. So how does the game work, John D? It's a drafting game, sort of. It is. It is a drafting game. It's a drafting game it's that has been built. A deck builder drafting it's, game? The game's been built as a worker placement. And it's it is not, not. No. It is absolutely not a worker placement. It is a drafting and set collection yeah. game. Uh, yeah. Straightforward draft, drafting and set collection. It's not a deck builder either. It's set collection. Well. You're not building a deck. You're building 
three different poker hands, kind of. But it's not really a deck. No, I... It is set collection. It's 100% set collection. You're trying to collect... Well, I don't know, John D. It's worker placement because you got to spend your $500 okay, million. Dollars. worker placement and... Well, no, it's not. It's not, <laughs> it's worker, not placement. worker placement. It's card drafting and set collection. But, okay, so there are... Jared, you, you, you describe this one. Okay, in the full game, there's four different kinds of medicine that you were trying to figure out. Um, you can play a quick game that's three. So you've got um, a like cancer drug, a cast. Uh, what, hold on, whoa. psychiatric drug, a neurologic medicines, and cardiovascular. So they all function differently in terms of what you need to collect to get them. So like the neurologic medic- medication. In order to do the research on that, you need a straight. In order to do the cardiovascular, you need two pair and another card. In order to do the cancer, you need four of a kind and another card. Enable, uh, for the, the psychiatric, you need three of a kind and then two other cards. So what you're doing is on your turn, you'll allocate money, which are the, the worker cubes that are not workers, uh, to either draw a card, play a card from your hand into one of the sets, uh, turn in the sets to do a research, which is where you would actually score those poker hands. Um, you can then from that step, go and do a clinical trial where you need to see what kind of side effects you might have. And the cards that you collected earlier will have symbols on them. And you don't know what they are. The first time someone does this, it's revealed and Oh, look at that. You need to not have any stomach aches and you don't have any great. So you can move on to the next step where you have to do the clinical trials and of here's this mysterious thing is released. Oh, and the, the drug efficacy needs to be a certain threshold. And okay, congratulations, yeah. you you managed to get there. It's I might have those backwards, that, but it's a game that is. Oh actually gosh, a, there's so much going on in this, the, but also the, so little. Yeah, the process of making a drug in yeah, real life. It, kind it's of. actually really amazing. Uh, uh, but the components are talking about you know crappy components. This was really bad components. Like they make your cardboard uh-huh. board. Look, whore, look, way the, good. The, the the thinnest chipboard that I've ever seen in my life. I didn't know chipboard existed. That that was that thin. It was about the thickness of cardstock. Yeah. Maybe just like slightly thicker than cardstock. Now this was published by a Taiwanese company. I I want to say I got it from one of those like mule services from Essen or something like yeah, that. I don't yeah. I don't actually know where or why I have this. It's a game. cool game. My thing is like when in the production of the game, they made a board that is just like where you place the five cards in the center. Yeah, they the new version doesn't have that, which is good. Like they could have not done the board and then had slightly better components. Yeah. The board uh, the doesn't do superfluous. anything. So it, yeah. Well, the board holds. So you put out five cards. You put them on that board. The board then also holds the draw deck, the discard deck, and it also has like a little reference for what those symbols mean. Yeah. But you don't really it, need it the reference. Really do much for you. So now that Jared has described the game itself, I want to jump in with the big thing that we ran into that I felt like was a little bit of yeah, a problem. I, I I am not 100% convinced that we were allowed to do this, but I couldn't find anything in the rules that said we weren't. Nope. So there is no mechanic for trashing cards in the center, which I think is an oversight of the designers because usually when you're playing a game where there are cards that you are like buying or collecting from the center, there is always, almost always a mechanic to trash cards. 
whether they fall off because nobody buys them after a certain amount of time or just a player spends an action to do it. To do it, yes, yeah, something. This doesn't have that. So it was a lot of, well, I don't want any of those cards. John D., I'm going to pass. Yeah, we did and a lot was, of that. Looking back, that was stupid because all that we were doing was I need a 10, you need a 10. There's no 10s out. I don't want to refresh this because there could be a 10 and then you're going to take it. So I'm just going to refuse Except to do for anything. The problem is if you get five cards in your hand, then you can't get rid of those cards yeah. unless you just put them in one, in one of your sets. You that... can take them out of the set. You can pay yeah. to play a new card and trash one out of the set. Yeah. So there's nothing bad about just doing that, but we didn't do that. We, we just kept passing, kept trying passing. to force the other person <laughs> to take cards they didn't want. Uh, so that's that was my that's my big complaint is there really needs to be a mechanic. But in that the was game more of us. Cards. That was us just being. Well, that buttholes. part of it was, but there still really needs to be a mechanic for trashing cards. I think that it would be a little bit fixed if you were playing a game with four people instead of two. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. more cards would be coming out yeah. of there. But I still think that you would run into the issue where nobody wants the cards and somebody really wishes they could just spend money to trash some cards. Now there's a. I don't know a percentage of a chance that this is fixed in the, the redesigned English and updated version. Um, but yeah, this was a problem. Um, but the, the turn order also is weird. We could have taken advantage of that. The turn order is really interesting. The turn order changes. So you lay out like you have like these arrow card or arrow tokens yeah. of your color and you randomly are going to, they, they go into a line and they, so if there's two people, there's a purple player and a red player, then they're going to be randomly put out. So it could, red could go twice in a row and then purple and then red could go twice in a row again. And then when you go, you move your, your action thing to the bottom. So that's always determining the player order. So potentially we could have gone, okay, it's your turn and then it's going to be my turn twice. So on my first turn, I'm going to buy these cards to make room for cards. We could have done that. We could have. We didn't do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was. It, so there's the quick. It, it was just a lot of us purposely passing. Like this is not there, a take that game. But there is, as with almost any drafting game, there is that possibility for hate drafting. I did it once to Jerry. Yes, you did. You took that seven that I needed. You didn't need it at all. No, I took a 10 that you a needed. 10 was a 10. You took I a seven. I that's needed. right. I took the seven as revenge. Yep. So there is that potential for hate drafting, um, which I am fine with. I, I liked the game. I think that, I mean, the, really, that's my only complaint is the, the not being able to trash cards. It's a fun game. It's cool. It's, I don't know that I've played another game quite yeah, like it before. Yeah, it's very interesting. So I think that's great about the game is that they actually managed to bring something a little bit unique to the gaming table. Um, so yeah, like I was saying, if you try to get a copy of this game, I don't know that you can, you can get the re-implemented version, which is called pocket pharma, which does list itself as card drafting, hand management and pattern building, which I, that, yeah, that is what I would the agree game with. Is. Um, the components exactly. look very different. Uh, I don't know that this is enough of the same game to be the same game, but I will say this. And how's this for a segue, John D the publisher of Pocket Pharma is also the publisher of the next game on our list. That's a great segment. Although I don't know anything or about I, Pocket I, Pharma. Yeah. Um, so the next game we want to talk about, Johnny likes dice games. And this one is Dice Hospital. Dice Hospital. So Dice Hospital. Super love this game. It, yeah, I really liked it a lot. You're, 
It's, I mean, it's a dice game. Jared, uh, you're better explaining this. Yeah. One. Yeah. Okay. So here's how it works. Um, if you just imagine in your head what a hospital would look like if it were a beehive. <laughs> That's such a good way to describe it. Well, I mean, it. I don't know. It's it's like this hex board that you have that is your starting tile. I don't know. It's anyway, you're, it's hexes, but it's not individual hexes. It's like. 12 hexes that you start yeah. with that are all together. So yeah. that's your hospital. You can expand by buying new. Well, you don't buy them. You just get them. So at the you beginning, them, you, you do draft yeah. them. So at the beginning of a round, you're going to take a certain amount of dice out based on how many players there are. They go into ambulances. They do go into ambulances. Then you will pick the ambulances. You'll draft the ambulances. You'll take the dice that are attached to those ambulances, bring them into your hospital. Once they're in your hospital, you play a worker placement game. To heal them. So it, let's say you've got like a, a, a three green die. Okay. Well, you want to get that guy to a seven. Yep. Now on a six sided die, how could you ever get to seven? Well, you heal them one more time. You heal them up to six and then heal them again. That's right, John D. So the entire core gameplay here is using your workers in the best possible way to heal as many patients per turn as you can to get them to seven to discharge because it is scored not based on, let's say I got three guys out. It scales up like a uh, ticket to ride. So instead of scoring three guys, you might get four points. And uh, well, if you get seven dudes out, that's like 15 points. So it's really hard to get uh, it, it is. the to, to build up and heal that many in one turn. It's it really can be hard. very difficult. Uh, but if you can manage it, you might get a lot more points than whoever you're playing against. And Jared did <laughs> twice. Uh, well, you know, it's fine. Uh, I always find these weird strategies in worker you placement do. games you where do. I can, I plan out like three moves in advance. So I know, okay, if this happens, then I need to do this. Yep. Now, not saying that I would win every game of this. That would be ridiculous. But. Usually I can get to a point where I'm like, okay, I've got my engine built pretty well. I broke our friend Max's game that he was designing. <laughs> he was designing an engine building game, and I found some bizarre strategy that basically got me yeah. infinite points. It's an engine building deck builder. Yeah, that you, you totally broke it. So I, I just key in on things in you this do. kind of game. You do. So um, some of the things I really I love, as the game progresses, you have a lot a lot more decisions to make in your turn, which can give you analysis paralysis, it but it's, th it, there's so much more strategy as the game goes on. So I really like the, w the fact that it starts out pretty light and easy and then it gets more difficult and it gets more difficult. But if you're really mitigating, mitigating things, well, you might be able to score a lot of points. Yeah. Uh, Cause you can really think about, okay, I, if I don't heal this guy right now and he, and he, and he gets worse or, uh, you know, I can, I can maybe next turn I can do this other thing. So there's a lot of strategy to it for a game that has, you know, that looks like it's going to be a light theme. The art would indicate a very light mm -hmm. uh, game. And it, and it's still not like some like heavy Euro or anything, but there is a lot of strategy to it. And I liked that about it. Yeah. You can only ever have 12 people. Yes. 12 dice in your patient pool. So if you need to bring in more people and you don't have room, uh, oops. Yes. Oops. Somebody dies. Yep. That's and negative that's points. Negative points. Yeah. Um, the game's real fiddly, but I didn't mind because I was enjoying playing the game. Um, my, I did think, I felt like the game design, like the theme and the game design, I felt like the design, the mechanics of the game really could work with any theme. 
but they did a really good job with some of the different like car like uh, some of the different like hexes that you can get to add to your hospital they did a really good job of of making those like really scream the theme and really really kind of nail that theme in there like there was one card that i i just really kind of made me think uh, that it i don't know i can't talk anymore apparently Uh, what was that card uh what was the hex it was Drug trial center. Oh, that's right. That's right. Drug you thought trial that one was center. really cool. So what I really, it wasn't necessarily a card that you're just like, oh, this is a great ability. I just felt like thematically it was really, really well done. It was a drug trial center and it lets you re-roll two dice, but it's a crapshoot. You could be re-rolling a die and you're going to make them better or make them worse. better or worse. And I felt like for a drug trial center, I thought that was like the perfect ability for that, for that room. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. And a lot, of, a lot of the rooms are like that. And I thought that they did a really, really good job doing that. Um, I'm not sure that I could think of another theme off the top of my head that this would work so well for. Maybe some kind of ant farm game or bee game. Uh, like, I know I made a joke about it looking like a beehive, but I, I think there could be something there. I'm not sure. Um, but the theme works really well for what it is. And I, if, if you were to tell me you can only play one hospital game ever again... It would probably be this one. Out of all the ones we've played, yeah, yeah. I would I would probably pick this one because it's fun. I really fun. like this one I a did lot, too. John D. I do too. Really like it. And and this was a complaint that I had, and I'm sure that there's nothing that can be done about it. As you grow the hospital, you can either get a new worker on a turn or a new room on a turn. And I was like, man, if there were a room that you could get that was another ward and you could get three more patients or even one more patient. That would be cool. There's not one of those. There's not one of those. There is an expansion coming. So who knows? Maybe that will be a thing. Well, it probably won't be a thing. So here's the deal, Johnny. The Kickstarter launch is July 9th and it is improving the game. You love. I don't know what that means. Better value for the money. Don't know what that means. Kickstarter free pack. It will not be in retail. So, you know, Kickstarter normal bonus fifth player extension. And a helicopter mini. Okay. Okay. Uh, so here's the deal. There's three expansions, three like modular expansions. The city expansion, where the intake phase is now replaced by a set of city tiles, where you use your ambulances and paramedics to collect patients. So instead of just random dice drafting, mm-hmm. now you can collect patients. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. There's a maternity expansion. Uh, that comes with a normal sized pink mother die and baby die. Okay. Uh huh. Isn't that interesting? It is. And now here's, here's what might fix the problem that I had. That wasn't really a problem. I just thought it would be cool. Improvement expansion with check this out. This expansion allows for almost unlimited customization. Hmm. Players will be given a wolf. Players will be given a free to visit worker placement board. So my brain tried to make that something else. So (laughs) it's a worker placement board that you can visit for free. But I was trying to I don't know what my brain was trying to make sense of the sentence. Um, You can pick up room improvements specific to a color of your choice. So rather than it being a random draft for tiles. You can 
purchase them? I don't know. Will it come with more intake wards? Probably not. But maybe. Maybe it will. We'll find out in like a week or so. Yep. Uh, I really enjoyed this game. There's some stuff that's like quote unquote Kickstarter exclusive that I don't think you would need to track down. Um, So in the normal retail version of the game, the ambulances are little dice cards that you just they're just for looks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, The Kickstarter bonus was resin ambulances that actually the dice fit inside of. So that's that's pretty cool. But you don't need that. And then it came with like two extra cards and wooden tokens. Super broken. Yeah. Wooden tokens to replace the like dead guys and blood bags, which we didn't talk about, but they give you a bonus. You might get them if you're. I didn't get a lot of unfortunate in the drafting phase. I really like this game a lot. I did too. A lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. uh, Uh, I want to play it right now. Well, I like worker placement games and I like dice games. Yeah. And both of those mechanics are right there in this game. So it, I like weird themes. I like worker yeah. placement. I like dice. Yep. This is one that I don't own and I probably will try to change that. Well, John D., uh, the Kickstarter that's coming probably will have an opportunity for people to get the base game. Probably. Uh, now, I don't do this very often. I think I've only done this like once, but I'll probably tweet about it once the Kickstarter is live because... You know, it's exciting. And we've just talked about the base game. So look for that on our Twitter. Uh, that's the only one that I do anything with. John D does the other stuff. Yep. So we'll maybe. And I probably won't remember to do that. Uh, yep. So. Yep. Well, speaking of Kickstarter. Yes. Speaking of Kickstarter. Does Jeremy have Shovel Knight, the, the video game Shovel Knight? I think so. Okay. Well, there is a, and I don't know how this works. I mean, I do know how it works because I looked at it. I don't know how this works. A competitive side-scrolling board game. Side-scrolling board game. Yeah. Side-scrolling okay. board game based on Shovel Knight. It's called Shovel Knight Dungeon Duels. Um, I'll get to the bad thing here in a second. But, yeah, let me just talk about this. Okay, so you get four knights, four Shovel Knights. Then you get the the, the bad guys, uh, which... If you have not played the game, none of this is going to mean anything to you. And if you have, if you do, if you do have played the game, then you already know about the Plague Knight and et cetera. So you get those so that you're already at eight miniatures. Then you get uh, a lot of other bad guy miniatures. Uh, What is this? Eight, eight, six and six. You get some dungeon tiles and a tile tray to kind of help you move them along. A rule book. Woo. And a bunch of cards. Dice, tokens, etc. Here's the problem. There's one pledge level. It's $70. Well, I mean, it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of minis and stuff. Yeah. Um, it looks like a $70 game. So the way the game works is it's a, it's a side-scrolling adventure game. So you can... You roll the dice, you move around, you fight monsters. The tiles... You play tiles to the side and it moves sort of kind of, I mean, it doesn't, but use your imagination. <sighs> so here's the issue. $70 plus shipping. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Oof is right. 
I imagine it will not be any, a cheap game to ship. Uh, estimated shipping prices for the U.S., 15 to $25. Yep. These are rough estimates. Um, I don't know, guys. I love Shovel Knight. Don't know if you love it for $100. I, I backed the original Kickstarter. I've bought it three other times since then. I've bought the Amiibos. But, man, this is a tough sell. This is tough. $70 plus maybe $25 shipping. So you're paying nearly $100. Yeah, for, yeah, you are. For a game that you may or may not like. Yeah, that's right. But, I don't know. They're depending really, really hard on the license here. Yes. Now, I will admit, this does look really cool. I there don't know anything about the, the game, book. but I will say that the Kickstarter campaign is is really well put together, mm-hmm. and the minis look like, if they turn out looking the way that they're showing them, they're fantastic looking. I mean, you might as well just, like, pop an Amiibo chip into these things and call them the new Amiibos, because they look Yeah, they're very good. Uh, the 3D renders of them do. Yeah. And I, I would imagine, in most cases, the 3D renders, the, ga- the, the minis come out looking pretty much that way, so. Yeah, it's just... They look really nice. It's but a yeah. High price. That's a pretty high price. I will not be backing it, and I will not be telling Jeremy that it exists. Oh, that's maybe a good idea. I'm backing it, but. For now? For now, yeah. yeah. I mean, ugh. Guys, it's just, it's a lot of money for a bunch of miniatures. Yeah. And maybe there's a game in there. You can hope. Yeah. One can hope. But, you know, I know a lot of people are huge fans of Shovel Knight. I'm one of those people. I'm not good at the game. (laughs) (laughs) But if you love old school pixel art video games, you should at least. board games too. You should at least check out the video game and then also maybe check out this Kickstarter. I don't know. But it it is pricey. You do get a lot of stuff. But, man, can you imagine? All right, let's say you pass on this. It looks like the only Kickstarter exclusive thing is Shield Knight. But also, this company isn't the isn't it's not a company where I think it's going to be in general distribution that I'm aware of. Yeah, they've done one other game and I've never heard of it, so I don't think that it's um, in general distribution because I've not. I mean, it's not like I've seen every game out there or anything. But well, they it's it's a miniatures company. It's a company that makes miniatures, and they've made one other game that used the miniatures to play the game. So they know what they're doing in terms of minis. minis. Yeah. So yeah, I think if you want this game, now's the time to do it. Cause it's probably not going to show up like in your friendly local board game store. Now, having said that, there is also a chance that this will be $40 on Amazon in a year. I mean, there, you always run that risk when you're backing things on Kickstarter. That's true. That's true. I mean, you run that risk when you buy a game at a game store. Yeah, I run that risk when I buy a print-on-demand board game for $60, and then it's $35 five years yeah. later. I mean, you run that risk anytime you buy something, especially if you buy it at full price. But, you know, that's for you to decide. But it looks great. It does. It looks great. Not knowing anything about the video game, I will agree it does look pretty. Knowing pretty, more pretty. than I should about the video game, it looks great. John, did you know that during the original shovel knight kickstarter you could get a bunch of dirt um i did not mm-hmm. okay yep well on that note on that note john d until next time 
you can eat shit and dice. Bye. Eat Shit and Dice is an independent production of Swin Media and is distributed under a Creative Commons license. Attribution, non-commercial, share alike, 4.0, international. Yeah, here it is. Uh, official Shovel Knight dirt signed by the Yacht Club. Own a real piece of the Shovel Knight saga. At this reward level, we will hand sign and deliver a handsome wax-sealed envelope filled with official Shovel Knight dirt. We have obtained dirt, at no small expense, mind you, from each area of Shovel Knight's kingdom. Gearwork dirt from the base of the Clockwork Tower, besmirched dirt from the Village of Plague, and more. The dirt you will receive will be chosen at random, but trust us when we say that all of the dirt is very special. Get it fast, because when it runs out, it's gone. We're not made out of dirt here. People bought this. 50 people bought a $100 dirt. 77 people bought a $101 dirt. Hand-signed dirt.